0: Praise the Lord, everybody. Why don't we all stand? Let's start this service off with prayer this morning. Good to be in the house of the Lord. So thankful that God has given us another opportunity to come together to worship and to praise Him. So let's pray together. God, we love You today. We thank You, Savior, for Your goodness, for Your mercy, for Your blessings. We thank You, God, for another chance to come together To worship and to praise and to glorify Your great name. You are wonderful. You are mighty. You are powerful. You are victorious, God. You are a good God. And we come to lift up Your name. Come on, let's lift up His name together right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're a good God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you step out from where you're standing and make your way to the front. Let's worship the Lord today.
1: See you in church this morning, hallelujah. We serve a good God, hallelujah. You know, I was thinking, Thank God for the church, and old Sister Jones just to stand up back there and say, I wouldn't get a hand scratch away from my church. And my I thought about that, that is so true. Thank God for the church, hallelujah, hallelujah. We want to pray this morning for James Whitmire, We want to pray for Dale Stevens. Yvonne Hansberger, ask God to heal them. Paul Swain, Sister Sheila and family, and Sawyer Nun. Pray for all that are sick, not able to be in church. And let's ask God to have his way in this service this morning. Hallelujah. Let's love him, church. Thank God for your blessings, Lord. Thank God for your love, Hallelujah. your mercy, and your grace. God, every request and every petition has been brought up. you today. Ask you, God, Thank that your will to be done. God, have your way in the service, Lord. You more, more able, God, you more than able, God, you more Lord, than Lord, able. Every need, Lord, every petition, God, you more than able. Asking you, God, so that your will, Lord, will to be done. God, asking Lord, Lord, you that your will Jesus, to be done in the heaven God, you see every need and every petition. God, every need and every petition. You're more than able. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. The brothers bring the offering pan, and Brother John, get ready to sing if you would. And let me make an announcement while they're bringing the offering pans. There will be a wedding shower for Alex Grass, and on Monday, February the 8th at 7 p.m. at the gym. She is registered at Walmart and Target. So don't forget that if you would. Come on. church with us this morning. Brother Luper, come preach
0: to us. Praise the Lord, everybody. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord today? How many is really glad to be in the house of the Lord? Why don't you clap your hands, lift your voice like you're really excited about being in church today? hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. It's good to see everyone that's in the house of God today. So thankful for God's goodness, His mercy, His blessings, allowing us to come together to worship, to praise, and to glorify His great name. Lord bless you. You may be seated for a few moments. And uh, we want to welcome everybody. Long Brother Cooper, welcome you to the house of the Lord today. And uh, good to see Dustin in church today as kids. And uh, so thankful for all of God's blessings. We want to pray especially for Sister Sheila and her family today. And uh, has her mother's funeral. And uh, I think my wife and Sister Tammy and some of the family has gone up there to be with her. And uh, so let's pray that God would touch and strengthen them today. And uh, give them help from heaven. We want to pray especially for Brother Paul. He needs a miracle from God. And ask God to touch him and heal his body. We know a God that is a miracle worker. Amen. We know a God that is a miracle worker. And uh, there is nothing that God cannot do. And there's nothing that God won't do for us. Amen. I believe that God can do it. And I believe that God will do it. Amen. God hears the cries and the prayers of His saints. So let's remember To pray for those needs tonight, uh, Brother Azar from Lebanon will be here with us, and uh, looking forward to that, kind of a surprise, but he called and was able to be here, so we're uh, looking forward to him being here with us tonight. So if you have not, I would encourage you, if you have not uh, filled out a mission slip, uh, and uh, today those are on the welcoming desk, so do that, make your commitment for the year, and give to missions to the building fund and do that, turn that in, put it in the offering plate tonight during service and make your commitment. On that note, I want to thank everyone that has committed and has been giving and has done that this past year. Thank you so much. And we do appreciate it. Missions appreciates it. God appreciates it. And God will bless you for it. So I ask you to to continue to do that. And then next Sunday we have a very special treat. Brother uh, Johnny Godair will be here with us Sunday morning and Sunday night. And uh, we are looking forward to that. Looking forward to what God is going to do for us in those services. So remember that. Be inviting people to come to the house of God with you. And uh, we're going to have a great time in the Lord. Also on the... Uh, I I encourage everyone, everyone, and I've been trying to push this for uh, the last couple of years that we need to come by, not just pray, but we need to make forth and put forth the effort to come by the church and pray and uh, seek the face of God. And uh, I I want you to do that. I encourage you to do that. And I believe that God will honor uh, our commitment. I don't care if you can stay five minutes or, or if you stay an hour and five minutes, but just come by the church and pray. And I am a firm believer that the more you do it, the more consistent you get with God, the more time you'll want to spend with God because you'll see the, the effects of what God is doing in your life. And when you look in the hallway there, there is a, a, a notepad on the, the wall right beside where the tracks are. And it has a counter on it. When you come into the church, if you just mash that button, and it does not take names, it does not do anything like that. No one knows who it is. For all of you, that's super secretive. And uh, don't want anybody to know your business. It's just a number. And uh, at the end of the week, it emails that to us where we'll know how many people's coming through during the week and praying. And so I want to encourage you to do that. And I'm going to keep on encouraging you to do that I'm going to torment you enough to where maybe you that's not doing it will do it. And uh, I believe that that's what we need a lot more of in this day that we're living in is prayer. And uh, so remember that. Also, we want to welcome all those who are joined us on the Internet today. Lord bless you uh, that are not able to attend service today want you to enjoy service along with us. Nothing will ever take the place of us gathering together and worshiping God as a body. Amen. But worship God in your home until you are able to be back in the house of the Lord. And I've got I've gotten a lot of reports this week, just this week alone of people that has joined in and are having services with us, not necessarily members of this congregation, but Uh, are not going to church, and uh, they are joining in with us, and so we want to welcome them. Why don't we all just give them a hand clap today? Glad that you have joined in to be in service with us. If you would, let's stand for the reading of the Word of the Lord. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 6, 2 Corinthians chapter number 6, and verses number 1. And verse number two, 2 Corinthians chapter number six, verse number one, and verse number two. And uh, I want to, uh, I want us, I have a special need today. Someone has requested a special unspoken request. I've talked to them on the phone, and um, I think they are joining us this morning. So I pray that. I want this church to pray for them. And you don't need a name. You don't need to know what's going on. Just make mention in your prayer the special need, the unspoken request that Brother Luper brought to the church. So pray for that need and ask God to work in that situation. I know a God that is a miracle worker. Amen. Why don't you look at your neighbor across the aisle, say, I'd like to shake your hand, but I'm just going to welcome you to church this morning. Come on, speak to them. Amen. Glad that everyone's in the house of the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter number 6, verse number 1 and verse number 2. I have felt this on my heart for the last couple of weeks, and um, God has dealt with me about this and uh, i feel like sharing this with all with you all today and i hope that it's a blessing to you verse number 1 says when we then excuse me we then as workers together with him beseech you also that you receive not the grace of god in vain The Apostle said, We beseech you that also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. Everybody say, don't take grace for granted. Verse number 2 says, For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted. Everybody say, accepted. And in the day of salvation have I... Secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the, the day of salvation. Let's put our Bibles down. Lift our hands and lift our voices toward God and ask God for His help. God, we love You today. We thank You, Savior, for Your goodness, for Your mercy, for Your blessings. Thank You, God, for Your Word that we have read today. I pray, Lord, that You would hear our cry as we reach out to You. I pray, Lord, that You would anoint me to obey You to the fullest, to say the words that You would have me to say, Anoint the ears and the hearts of your people to hear, to receive, and to respond to your Word. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, clap your hands one more time unto the Lord. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I want to talk to us for the next few moments this morning. From this subject, what are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? Look at your neighbor and ask them, say, what are you waiting on? Has anybody ever asked you that question? What are you waiting on? When you're trying to do something and they just say, what are you waiting on? I have, I can remember... When we were growing up in school and, um, you know, you'd get in little arguments and little fights and scrimmages and and, uh, two guys would get together and they'd decide they were going to fight and uh, they'd be standing there looking at each other and uh, some of the dumbest words that you could ever speak would come out of your mouth. You hit me first. Let me tell you, boys, if you're going to get in a fight, don't wait on the other guy to hit you first. Just go ahead and knock the fire out of them before they get all prepared. If you're going to fight, you want to get the first lick on. And, but, but we, we, um, we often use the term, what are you waiting on? That term can be used very loosely. That term can, uh, Be used, uh, very sincerely. But when I, when I think about the Word of God today, the Word of God deals with many different times and seasons, and the Bible tells us about times and seasons, and we as individuals look at the times and the seasons. How many is, how many is ready for springtime? Now, all of you that are not, go ahead and fly north. Give us some good and warm weather. I'll take the humidity and the heat any day over the rain and the nasty cold weather. Don't give me cold weather. Give me cold weather about a week and I'm done with it for the rest of the year. But I'm ready for springtime. Springtime is a wonderful time other than allergy time. It's difficult on allergies, but... It's so beautiful when you start seeing the trees start to bud and, and it seems like you wake up one day and the trees are all brown and you wake up the next day and there's kind of a green tint across, across the woods and down the highways and then they start blooming and then bringing forth leaves. It's such a good time of the year. But we have, we notice the times and we notice the seasons. People, Observed the times and they observe the seasons. And in Matthew chapter 16 and verse number 1, <clears throat> Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and also with the Sadducees came and tempting, they were always tempting Him, desiring Him that He would show them a sign from heaven. Now, they were tempting Him and wanting Him to show them a sign from heaven. Now, listen to what Jesus had to say. And He answered and said unto them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. They are observing the seasons, the times. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today. For the sky is red and lowering. O oh, ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but can ye not discern the signs of the times? What he is saying to them is you observe all the 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 days, the seasons, the times of change, the time of winter, the time of of spring, the time to plant, the time to harvest. But he said, why do I need to show you a sign of the coming of the Lord? You can discern that. You're supposed to be religious. Can you not discern the signs of, listen to what he says, the signs of the times, the times, the times. Everybody say the times. John chapter 4 and verse number 35 says, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Again, Jesus is referring to them, Looking and discerning the times. What, what is the signs of the times? What do you just see when you look out? As we look out today, it's quite obvious, of course the sun is shining today, but it's quite obvious that when we look at the trees that have lost their leaves, they all look dead. They don't look like they were ever spring anything forth again. When we look at the grass it's brown. It looks dead. When we look at everything around us, there's water everywhere. There's mud everywhere. A little nip in the air. The wind was blowing hard this morning, and we would say, "What is this time? It's winter time. It's January. It's winter time." And it, we always seem to forget how hot it gets in the summertime, because every August we say, "Whoo!" I don't ever remember it being this hot. And you go back and look, the temperatures is about the same for the last three or four hundred years. Three or four thousand years. It's been about the same. So much for climate change. But but anyway, we discern the signs of the time. And what Jesus was trying to get across to the Pharisees and the Sadducees was... Not just looking outside and discerning the times, but you have taught yourself to do that. But why don't you look at the times, the times, and figure out exactly what time it is. Now, we have different time-keeping devices today. And uh, you have a watch, and then you have computers that compute the time and they change no matter uh, daylight savings time. They automatically update and all of that. They keep time, the exact time. They're they're always keeping up with the times. And so we don't have to go out. I can remember there at Stuttgart, they would take us to the museum and the museum there had a, a sundial on an old stump or something out there. And we would all try to tell the time by looking at the sundial, the shadow that it was casting. They have always tried to observe the times because keeping up with the times is of the utmost importance. Keeping up with time is the utmost importance. Because if you don't keep up with the time, you don't know when to get up or when to go to bed. Teenagers are not too good at keeping up with the times. If you don't keep up with the times, you don't know uh when you should you should go to work and you don't know when it's time. Of course, I guess everybody know when it was time to get off of work. But it's important to keep up with the times. If you don't keep up with the time, you don't know when it's time to plant and you don't know when it's time to reap. If you don't keep up with the times, you you don't, know, you don't know what to do, when to do and how to do, or, or how to make life go, because life kind of kind of evolves around time. It's time. Time flies, they say, when you're having fun. We celebrated a 16th birthday last night, and uh, I'm, I told him I said, I, "I just seemed like it ought to be a 13th birthday and not a 16th birthday." Time flies, and you, you see time going by, and you look at, you look at time. I can't, I can't hardly believe that I'm about to be 50 years old. I used to think people that was 50 were old. They were elderly people. But I've lived long enough to decide differently about that. But keeping up with time is important. I've seen some people that fail to keep up with time and they really don't know how they are. They look and how old they are because, well, let's just leave that alone. So have you looked at the signs of the times lately? Have we as individuals looked at the signs of times, the time That we are living in. Can you look around you and discover what time we are living in? The Bible says in Matthew chapter 24 and verse number 4 it says, And Jesus answered and said unto them about the signs of time when His disciples were asking Him the question, Lord, give us a sign. Tell us. Show us. When shall the coming of the Lord be? And Jesus gave them some things to look for. He did not give them a date. You cannot put a date on the second coming of the Lord. But He did tell them to look at the times that you are living in. And He said the first thing that you want to look for is take heed that no man deceive you. Take heed that no man deceive you. Now, I know I'm going a little bit slower right now. Maybe I'll speed up here shortly. But what I've got to say, you really need to pay attention to, and I pray that you do. Take heed that no man deceive you. I do not think, when I look at the signs of the time, I do not think that there has ever been a time in history where deception is any stronger than it is right now. Deception, you say, oh, I don't know about that. Well, let's, let's think about this. Deception is so strong right now in the day and the hour that we are living in is they are not able to determine if they are male or female. That's pretty strong deception. Because God created them, both male and female, created He them. He didn't create He them shims, but they were male or female. And we are living in a deceptive age to where if you wake up one, guy, one day, guys, and this is the age that we live in, and they say, "Woo, man, I feel like a woman. You can decide that that's what you want to be. That's deception. You cannot do that. Amen. That is the deception that we are living in today. See, we always think about deception and we say, oh, it's talking about spiritual deception, which I, I believe that. I believe that, but it's talking about deception in general. There is so much deception today that they call what's right wrong and what's wrong right. Amen. They say that it's wrong for conservatives to loot, to burn, to break down, which I totally agree with that. But it's okay in Portland that they've been burning Buildings, breaking glass, destroying vehicles, killing people continually, that's okay. It's not okay on either part. That is deception. It's wrong to take something that is not rightfully yours. If a door is locked and you don't have permission to go in it, it's wrong to break it down. Amen. Don't let the world deceive you into believing that, that right is wrong. They, they tend to tell us that following biblical principles is no longer right. It's foolish. It's wrong. But just live any old way that you want to live. Feel after anything you want to feel after. Whatever feels good, do it. I want to tell you that's deception. And anybody that tries to tell you that, is deceiving you to destroy your soul. We're living in a day and an hour of deception. Let me move on or I will never get through. And then in Matthew chapter 24 and verse number seven, put those pictures up that I have for you please. It says, for nation shall arise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And these are some signs that they told us to look for. Put the uh, put the one up to the starving kid, please. They said, Jesus said, that we are to look for famines. Now, we're not real hungry today, although we're getting a little hungry because it's about noon. But we are not starving today, so we don't think that there's famines in the land. But try to tell this young man that there's not a famine in the land. Tell him that he's not hungry. Tell him that he's not starving to death. There shall be famines and pestilence. Put the COVID picture up. Pestilence. Pestilence. You know what pestilence are? Diseases. Pestilence. These are things that we are to look for. At the coming of the Lord, pestilence, there shall be earthquakes in diverse places. These things, put the other one up of the capital, there is chaos, there is war, there are rumors of wars. Do you realize that this country is split 50-50 on people's political opinions and views? And people's desires of what they want the country to be and what their picture and their description of this country, you know what that means? Do you remember the last time it was split 50-50? There was what they called a civil war. I want to tell you, church, we are on the brink of some of the most troublesome times that America has ever experienced and this world has ever known. Can you imagine the crater of this great country? Can you imagine if this country craters what will happen? Not only to us, but the entire world depends upon the economic success of America. What will happen in this world? These are things that we should look for. Earthquakes. Has anybody heard about any earthquakes? I just seen a picture yesterday of the road in California on the Big Sur that has washed away a big old crater right through the middle of the road in California. They have earthquakes quite frequently out there. Earthquakes in diverse places. Now, okay, you can put the pictures up. Matthew chapter 24 and verse number 14. I'm just going to take a few of these highlights out of here. This is one thing. This is one thing when you're talking about Matthew chapter 24 that has been practically impossible until this day that we live in. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then you know what the the line right behind that says? And then shall the end come. Then shall the end come. This gospel, as much as we have promoted it, as much as we have given to missions, as much as we've tried to spread the gospel, there has never been a time in history that the gospel was being able to preach around the globe. Now I've been on a, on quite a few mission trips. I've been out in the middle of nowhere. And you know what surprises me? They have no electricity. They bring it if the church has if the church has electricity, they bring their devices and they charge them there. They don't have a place to sleep, but they have cell phones. Most everybody has a way to get on the internet. There's never been a time in history where the gospel has been able to be preached unto all the nations. But we are living. Everybody say, me. Everybody say, me. Me is living in that time. And then what does the Word of God say right after that? And then shall the end Come. Do you believe the Word of God? Do you believe that what it says is exactly what it means? Then shall the end come. So just taking out some highlights and observing the times that we are living in. When we look at the times, we see that there is famine in the land. That there is pestilence. Some of you that are listening on the internet are at home because there is pestilence in the land. There is what they call a worldwide pandemic going on for almost a year. And it does not seem to be over at this point. It has affected all of our lives. It has affected us very closely here in some of your lives personally. There is earthquakes. In divers places. And then the gospel has been able to be preached. What we are doing right now, anywhere in the world, they can click on our website and hear what I've got to say. Anywhere in the world. Think about that. No one else before you, no generation before you, has ever been able to say that we're living in that time, in that day, in that hour. So my question to all of us today, my question to you, and this is what I preach today, is a question. What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on to have apostolic Holy Ghost revival. What are we as a church congregation waiting on to have a tremendous book of Acts outpouring of the Holy Ghost? Matthew chapter 9 and verse number 37 says, Then saith he unto his disciples, This is what Jesus had to say to His disciples. The harvest truly is plenteous. The harvest is truly plenteous. But the labors are few. What are you waiting on today? In John chapter 4 and verse number 35 it says, Say not ye... There are yet four months, and then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already with harvest. What I say unto you today is, what are you waiting on? A more convenient time, a more convenient season? It is time to have church now like we have never had church before. It is time right now to have revival like we have never had revival before. Revelation chapter 14 and verse number 15. And another angel came into the temple crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud Thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time has come for thee to reap. For the harvest of the earth is ripe. Amen. The harvest of the earth is ripe. I want to tell you today, there is no better time to be an apostolic than right now. There is no better time to be on fire for God than right now. There is no better time to be a witness for God than right now. What are you waiting on today? Amen. Amen. Are we like the scribes? and the Pharisees that keep asking Jesus, Lord, give us a sign. Lord, give us a sign of Thy coming. And Jesus just said, look around. You can observe all of these things, but are we as the apostolic church so blind that we cannot see and not get a grip on the time that we are living in? I want to tell you today, Playing church time is over Amen Being lackadaisical It's over It's finished It's time to get serious About our relationship with God More than we ever have before Amen What are you waiting on? We are, we are good at making New Year's resolutions. And we are good at trying to say, oh, when January the 1st, but, but hold up, we celebrate on January the 1st. Let's put it off to January the 2nd. Well, well, let's, let's wait. About January the 10th, we're going to go on a diet and we're going to lose weight and we're going to get in shape and, and we're going to feel better about ourselves and we're going to look better when we look in the mirror and we're going to feel better when we walk down the street and we're good about making New Year's resolutions. But I come to tell you today, how long are you going to put off your relationship with God of really getting committed to God? And really becoming dedicated and consecrated to God What are you waiting on today, church? Amen, what are you waiting on, saint of God? To really get in with everything that is within you Amen What are you waiting on? I'm fixing to hit some nerves now But what are you waiting on to realize that Wednesday night, Sunday morning and Sunday night is the most important days of your life? That going to church on Wednesday night is not an option, amen, but it is a must. Amen. There is not one human being alive. Hear me today. Amen. There is not one human being alive that can make it and live holy and live godly and be ready to hear him say, Well done. If you cannot be faithful to the house of God, what are you waiting on to make a commitment? What are you waiting on to say, Now is the time to Day is the day of salvation. Amen. Amen. I want to tell you as a pastor, it, it bothers me. Amen. And it bothers me that when we come to church, that we have a Sunday morning crowd. We have a Sunday night crowd. And then we have a Wednesday night crowd. No crowd is the same. No crowd is the same number. No crowd is the same people. Some people come on Wednesday night, they can't make it on Sunday morning. Some people come on Sunday night, that can't make it on Sunday. Monday morning. Some people come on Wednesday that can't make it, and some people stay home because midweek service is no longer important. I want to tell you today, church, we have got to get committed to God and be faithful. Be faithful, be faithful, be faithful, be faithful. What are you waiting on today? Amen. Amen. We let everything take precedence over the house of God. We are living in the last days. Hear me. What I've already showed you, there's evidence of famine. There's evidence of pestilence. There's evidence of earthquakes. There's evidence that the gospel is being preached all over the world. What are you waiting on to make up your mind? This year is my year. This time is my time. Amen. I am going to be committed. I am Going to be dedicated. I am going to be consecrated to God like never before. Amen. 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 What are you waiting on, church, to become a prayer warrior? Amen. This week, this week alone, amen, just in one day, we said our last goodbyes and paid our last respects to two great women of God that was faithfully committed to this church for umpteen years. I don't know how many years, amen, but longer than 50 years that they were faithful members committed to this church church. Amen. It's time for you. It's time for you. It's time for you. And it's time for you to stand up and say, I'm not waiting any longer from this day forth. I will develop a prayer life. I will develop consecration. I will develop commitment to God. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. No longer is it important enough, amen, to be committed enough, to be faithful enough. What if God comes back on Wednesday night and you're sitting in your living room kick back, dealing with your Facebook, amen, like fixing your Instagram, or God forbid, watching your one-eyed devil that some people put in their living room. Oh, my God, help us. Amen. What are you waiting on to get ready? Right What are you waiting on to get prepared? What are you waiting on today? Amen. Amen, amen. Amen, and why am I'm on that? Since when? since when did TV get OK to watch on your cell phone, your iPad or your computer? Amen. We spend more time on YouTube than we do in our prayer closet. Amen. On our knees. I want to tell you, that garbage on there is full of filth, sin, rotten corruption. Amen. We don't have time to play, church. We don't have time to play. Amen. I'm, I'm just watching the news. I'm just watching the news. It's just the news. I want to tell you, you don't need to be watching the news. Because when you watch the news, the news ain't going to satisfy you very long. You're going to punch on something else. You know you are, because you know you have. Amen. What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? It disturbs me when the church can sit around and one another talk about, oh, did you see that clip? Did you see that highlight? Ooh. Did you see that, that play? It's no difference watching one play than it is the whole thing. It's no difference watching the trailer of the movie than it is the whole movie. We don't have time to be that carnal church. Hear me today. We don't have time to be that carnal. What are you waiting on to get committed to God? Amen. What are you waiting on to be a prayer warrior? Oh God, as I as I look and I, I thought about these these saints of God when I I went in my office between the funerals on Wednesday. I sat there and I got to thinking about Sister Y. Barbo, and I got to thinking about Sister Sister Duplicy, and I got to thinking about all of these others, and Sister Sister Armstrong, I thought about them, and I know there's others, but I can't mention everybody that's passed away in the last two years. Amen. And I started crying in my office, sitting in my chair. What is going to happen? What is going to happen? I tell you, I'm not scared about the church. And the survival and the existence and the vibrance of the church, but I want to tell you, I am concerned about a lot of us and our relationship with God. Amen. There's been many mornings that I've walked in here, and Sister Bobby was walking up and down the aisles praying. Amen. God help somebody to take their place. I preached a few about a month ago. Amen. About the supernatural gifts of the Spirit. Amen, God. We've got to have tongues. We've got to have interpretation. We've got to have a move of God in our midst. Amen. There's nobody in here. There's nobody, and I'm trying to hurry. Amen. There's nobody in here that can say, Oh, Brother Looper, I love shouting. Amen. Oh, Brother Looper's against shouting. So get that out of your mind. I do it practically every service, sometime during the service. Amen. I love shouting. I love worshiping. I love rolling in the floor. I love running the aisles. I love running around the church. I love singing. I like it loud. I like it shouting. I like a move of God. Amen. But I want to tell you, I want to come in here and see the church praying. I want to come in here and see you speaking in other tongues. Amen. You've got to pray until you pray through. You've got to pray until you speak in other tongues. You've got to pray until you get lost in the Holy Ghost. How long... Has it been since you spoke in tongues under the influence of the Holy Ghost? How long has it been since you asked God, God, give me, give me a gift. God, I just want to be used. Amen. we got a lot of people seeking the pulpit. Amen. But there's a lot of other things to do besides being in the pulpit. God, I want to be used. God, I want to be used in this last day. God, speak to me. Speak through me. God, I want to... But I want to tell you what you've got to do first. You've got to commit yourself to God. Amen. You've got to get serious with God. You've got to get a devotion daily with God. You've got to be ultimately committed to God. That God is first God is number one God is in control of my life Oh, come on church Come on church Come on church What are you waiting on? What are you waiting for? What kind of sign do you want from God? Amen Amen When will you cut the things out of your life? that are hindering you from being the spiritual person that God is calling you to be. I looked this morning, I'll be honest with you, I'm human. I'm human just like the rest of you are human. While I was in there putting my sermon together, My iPhone and my phone, or my iPhone and my iPad are connected together. I'm working on my iPad. I'm trying to get my thoughts together and write some things down. And all of a sudden thing, something flashes up and I look at it and it's my, it's my time that I have spent on my device this week And I looked at that I said, oh my God How did I spend that much time On a device this week And I started looking at the things I was on And a lot of it was texting And a lot of it was phone calls Amen, but a lot of it was just me Piddling around Doing things that, that wasn't necessarily wrong Amen, but it's taken time Out of my devotion Cluttering my mind And cluttering my spirit With the things of this world Where I cannot be in tune and in contact with God. Nothing wrong with entertainment. Amen. Nothing wrong with those things. But I want to tell you, when these things become our entertainment, it becomes our sin and our death and our destruction. Hear me, church. What are you waiting on? What kind of sign do you need from God that we're living in the last days? Cut out the little things. Cut out the little things that are hindering you. These things have hindered more relationships with God Than probably anything else in the world These things have hindered more relationships with husband and wife Probably more than anything else in the world Amen You know what happens They get them these devices Amen They start looking at things they shouldn't look at They start talking to people they shouldn't talk to They start moving in directions that they shouldn't move And it stirs up spirit. That's laid dormant in your life Amen Love affairs That's laid dormant in your life Come on church What are you waiting on To get right? What are you waiting on Saint of God To commit? What are you waiting on Saint of God To be the person The woman of God The man of God That God has called you to be Amen Amen Amen. There is a driving force within myself that I get to feeling pretty good about what I've done, the places that I've gone, the things that I've seen and the things that I have done for God. And I kind of want to pat myself on the back and say, you know, God's blessed you because you committed at a young age. And then I think about all the times, all the things that I could have done that I didn't do. All the places I could have went that I didn't go. All the things I could have said that I didn't say. Amen. All the people I could have reached that I have not reached. And I get to thinking about the signs of the time. Amen. Time is winding up. The Lord is coming back. It's not something that we should tread Amen. I look at this pandemic and I think, God, surely it would wake people up and push people closer to you. But the adverse effect is coming into play that it seems that people are getting cold and lots of days of cold and slipping away from God. I'm trying to preach to somebody today. Come on, it's time to wake up. What What are you waiting on? 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 Amen. Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Stand fast. The apostle was telling him. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ had made you free. Didn't it feel good when you went to the altar and you got remit all your sins washed away? You went down in the watery grave in the name of Jesus. Oh, didn't it feel so good when you come out? Amen. You had a smile on your face. You were speaking in tongues. You were leaping for joy. Didn't it feel good? The Apostle Paul has reminded them and he said, be not a Again, entangled with the yoke of bondage. Amen. We've got too entangled with this world. We've got too comfortable in this world. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Oh, oh we can't... We don't sing that very much. Amen. That this world is not my home. Amen. We're singing, oh, God bless me here. God do this for me here. God give me a blessing here. Amen. But I want to tell you what Abraham saw. He saw a city whose builder and maker was God. He said, I'm going yonder. I'm going if you want to go. Come on and follow me. I can't stay here. This world don't belong to me. I've got a vision of something better. Come on, church. Come on, church. Let's go to heaven together. Come on, let's get our mind made up. I will not. I will not. I will not be complacent. Amen. Amen. And I'm I'm trying to hurry to a close today. Amen. But the Apostle Paul is warning the church at Galatia Amen Don't be entangled Don't be entangled again With the yoke of bondage Don't let these things bind you down Don't let these things confuse your mind Don't let the news of the world Because your political party did not win That gets you down and out and depressed Oh, I love America I want to see America thrive I want to see this country go. I want to see this country be all it can be. But I want to tell you, this country is not my country. I am a stranger in this world. I am a citizen of heaven. And I'm on my way to heaven. So no matter what happens to this world, no matter what happens to the good old USA, amen, I've got a better place. I've got a better place. I've got a better place to go. Make up your mind today. Make up your mind today, saints of God, that I'm going to cut away the things that are hindering me. I'm going to cut away the things that I've allowed to come between me and my God and my relationship with God. I will be faithful when the church house doors is open, if all possible. I will be there When it's time to pray I will pray When it's time to worship I will worship When God gives me an opportunity And I make an opportunity To go out and reach the lost I will do everything that I can Amen I'm encouraged by the Sunday school teachers I'm encouraged by the ones That work in the bus ministry That gathers out here every Saturday Amen And goes out knocking doors trying to reach the loss you say oh it's just a bratty snotty nosed kid that never will amount to anything oh you give God a chance you give God a chance you just tell him you don't call him and you don't pick him you just tell him and let God work and let God move come on church what are you
2: waiting on
0: Amen. What are you waiting on today? I want to tell you, some of you that are disappointed, some of you that are facing hardship, if you would get involved in working in the kingdom, you would be amazed what God would do in your life. What are you waiting on? There's no better time than right now. There's no better time than today. Make up your mind. When I leave this place today, I will start cutting away things that are hindering me. I will start cutting away things that are hindering my relationship with God. And as I preach to you today, I'm human, I said. I've already thought of some things I can cut out. And if you haven't thought of some things you can cut out, I wonder just where you're at with God right now. What are you waiting on when it comes to getting the Holy Ghost? If you're in this place today and don't know God and the power of the Holy Ghost, what are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? What other signs of the time do you need to convince you that the coming of the Lord is so near? What are you waiting on? My mind goes to a story in Acts chapter 24. The Apostle Paul held a prisoner, went before Felix, and he began to witness to Felix. You see, the Apostle Paul knew that the time was about to end, he knew that he didn't have much time to go. And we wait for a more convenient time. The apostle Paul was in bonds. He was in chains, standing in a king's palace. You know what he done? He didn't go around and say, Oh God, all I've done is try to serve you and this happened. No, no. That wasn't Paul's attitude. He said, God has put me in this place for a purpose. Amen. History tells us that ever so often they would have to change the guards. Because if they left them over a period of time, Paul would convert every Roman soldier that was in the prison guarding him. Amen. That was his passion. That was his desire. Why? Because Paul wasn't waiting for a better day. Paul wasn't waiting for a more convenient time. Paul wasn't waiting on another opportunity. opportunity. Paul wasn't waiting on a platform experience. He didn't need a platform. All he needed was a person to tell about Jesus Christ. Come on, church! What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? What are you holding back for? Why are you timid? Why are you bashful? Why are you backward? He was preaching to Felix. Verse number 25. As he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come. You can be seated just for a minute. I'm, I'm almost there. Felix trembled. Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way for this time. When I have... A convenient season. I will call for you. Go away. Go away at this time. Felix, what what are you waiting on, Felix? What are you holding back for? You're trembling. Under the power of God. You're trembling under conviction. What are you waiting on? Why are you here this morning? I want to tell you why you're Is because it was a divine intervention of God that had a divine appointment for you to stir your heart and to stir your spirit and let you know it's closer than what you think. You don't have time to play around. You don't have time to kick it around. You don't even have time to think about it. All you've got time to do is stand up and say, Hey, I'm not going to wait any longer. I'm not going to put it off any longer. I'm not going to wait another day. I'm going to move upon the power of God now. Now, for a better time, a better time, a better time, a better time, a better time to worship. A better time to pray. A better time to seek the face of God. A better time to get the Holy Ghost. What can be a better time than this time? What can be a better opportunity than this opportunity? We have known for the past year that our opportunities to come to the house of God can change at a moment's time. Amen. We could have an outbreak at any time and not be able to have church Wednesday night. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to take place. But I want to tell you there is coming a day. There is coming a time where we won't be able to gather together like this any longer. Amen. So what are you waiting on? Amen. We don't have one service to take for granted. We don't have one opportunity to sit back and relax. We don't have one day, one moment to waste. Come back at a more convenient season. I'm just not ready right now. So you're not ready to commit right now? You're not ready to draw close to God right now. You're not ready to receive the Holy Ghost right now. You're not ready to be used of God right now. Let me ask you this question. Are you ready to go to hell right now? There's only two options, church. Deception is everybody goes to heaven. That's deception. I never go to a funeral that somebody was lost. They don't even have to go to church. They don't have to commit. They don't have to do anything. They go to heaven. It doesn't matter if they want to or not. Deception. The first thing that Jesus said. Beware of deception. Deception. And I think that we're a little bit deceived today in the apostolic ranks that we think if we're just a good person, we're going to go. No. That's not the way that it's going to work. The song that says, oh, he's going to understand and say, well done. Deception. He's not going to understand anything and say, well done. He's going to say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Did we not cast out devils in your name? Did we not do many works in your name? Did we not go and sit on the pew in your name? Did we not do our little jig in your name? But you was not committed. There's a difference in coming to church and being committed to God. How far do we let ourselves drift away from God? I hope today that you love me because I tell you the truth. I will call for you at a better season, a more convenient time. There is no better time than now. We are living In the last days. Let's pray right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, some saint of God, lift up your voice right now. Acts chapter 26, verse number 28. (coughs) The Apostle Paul is speaking to Agrippa. Agrippa's under conviction. He's feeling the call, the pull of this man. The power, the spirit of this Apostle Paul. The Holy Ghost convicts him. And while the Holy Ghost is there, he said, Almost, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. My greatest fear is I will get up into heaven. And I will give an account for you. And as I watch some of you walk by... You'll be screaming and crying and saying, You almost got me to commit, Brother Looper. There was something in my heart that wanted to, but I just couldn't do it on that Sunday morning. I I just wanted another. I just wanted a few more days. I just wasn't really to commit. And I had to watch people that I love People that supported me, supported the church, as I hear the awful words of, Depart from me. I'll be crying in your defense, but there's nothing I can do. I'll be begging God to help, but at that point, there's nothing I can do. But what are you waiting on today? What are you waiting for now? What are you waiting for now? What are you waiting on? Why don't you commit today? Why don't you make some new vows to God today? Why don't you walk out of this place saying, God, I'm never going to be the same again. I'm never going to be the same again. What are you waiting on? No place in the Bible do we ever find no place in history where Felix ever had a convenient time. There is a saying, I tried to find out who said it, but I could not find out. I guess the author is not known. But the saying is, if not now... When? If not me, who? So, my closing thoughts to you today is if not now, when? If not me, who? Let's all stand across this building right now, every eye closed. Every mouth open talking to God right now. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place today. I feel God trying to call some people to commitment today. I feel the Holy Ghost trying to reach down in your heart today. Some of you wondering, is there a place for me in this church? Absolutely. You've got to commit. Commit. You've got to commit. Is there a place for me in the kingdom of God? Absolutely. But you've got to commit. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody lift your voice right now. Lift your voice right now. I'm done. These altars is open. Would you come today? If you don't know God and the power of the Holy Ghost, what are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? Why don't you draw close to God today? Why don't you draw close to Him today? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh God, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. When? Now. Where? Here. Who? You. Now is the time. Now is a moment God is calling. Now is a moment that God is reaching. Come on, saints of God. Let God hear your voice today. Let God see your desire today. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice right now. Lift up your voice right now. Not tomorrow. Not next week. Not next year. Not at a more convenient time. But right now. Right now. Right now. Make a commitment to God. Right now. Give your life to God. Right now, make some changes in your walk with God. So much easier to say to
2: my the promise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
3: Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah Jesus.
2: Today but it's so much easier to say. But tomorrow, who we'll promised you? Tomorrow, better choose the Lord today. But tomorrow could very well be too late. Jesus said. Let me in. and you said, I will, tomorrow, Jesus said, I am he who supplies all your needs, and you said, I know, but tomorrow.
0: Hallelujah. Why don't we lift our hands? Come on, everybody, let's stand. Lift our hands toward heaven right now. Come on, let's reach out to the Lord. The Holy Ghost is here right now. Come on. Come on, somebody reach out to God. Respond to the Holy Ghost right now. In the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's wait on the Lord just a minute. Oh, the Holy Ghost wants to touch you right now. The Holy Ghost wants to help you right now. The Holy Ghost wants to work for you right now. Everything, God. I surrender, God. I surrender. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Surrender. Come on, young people. Surrender. Come on, middle-aged. Surrender. Come on, young married couple. Surrender. Come on, elderly, surrender right now. Mm -hmm. Everything I am, God. Everything I am, God. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Come on, join up with somebody right now. Put your hand on somebody. Pray with somebody right now. Pray with somebody right now. Pray with somebody right now. now. Hallelujah. Come on, pray with somebody right now. Come on, men. Join up with somebody right now. Come on, ladies. Pray together right now. Break through the chains. Break through the chains! Break
2: through the adversary's defense right now! Oh,
3: I'm going to commit to God like never before! I'm going to commit to God like never before! I'm going to give it all to God! All to God! All to God! All to God! Oh, oh yes God yes God yes God yes God everything come on give it all to God give it all to God right now give it all to God right now. Hallelujah 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 Hallelujah, devil, you're a liar. 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 Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Don't wait another moment. Don't wait another moment. Don't wait another moment. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus.
2: Hallelujah.
3: To you.
0: Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. All my hurt, God.
3: All my pain. All my fears. All my faults. All my failures. Oh,
0: hallelujah. I'm not waiting on a more convenient time. I'm doing it right now, God. I'm doing it right now,
3: God. I'm doing it right now, God. Hallelujah, 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 Yes, Lord.
0: Don't you sing it from your heart right now? Let that be your testimony. I surrender all, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's give God praise for His Spirit that we can feel in His house. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody give Him some praise right now. Give Him some praise right now. Give Him some praise right now. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. I'm sorry for taking so much time this morning. I drank two cups of coffee instead of one this morning. But I tell you what, I've got time to wait on the Lord. Amen. I'm just not waiting anymore to to get closer to Him. There's no better time than right now. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for your response to the word of the Lord. Thank you, response to the moving of God's Spirit. Remember, church, tonight, let's come back and pray and expecting and believing the Lord for a great move of the Holy Ghost. There'll be no choir practice tonight. And uh, we ask you for your prayers for Tiffany and whatever's wrong with her, that God would give us some answers and a miracle. And uh, be safe See you back here tonight Be here early for prayer Don't forget when you come in through the day to pray To punch the little counter back there Do appreciate it Be here every day Come by the church and pray Do the best of your ability I know some live away it's away, But do the best of your ability To be here to pray If you can't, if you can't get here Pray wherever you're at But make an attempt Lord bless you You can be dismissed in Jesus' name.